Right along. Good morning, y'all. Another beautiful but dry Arizona Saturday morning. Be a dusty ride today. Ooh, be a dusty ride today. Still be worth getting out, though. It's always worth it. Mud, rain, dry, dusty, doesn't matter. You're tuned in to Rosie on the House. Here it comes. What a great way to start your Saturday morning. Just put the radio on auto start at 7 a.m. We'll wake you up every Saturday morning, soft and easy. This is where we hope you Arizona homeowners come to melt away your fears and anxieties that may have been building up all week long. Here at Rosie on the House Saturday mornings in Arizona, it is your happy place. And that's what we strive to accomplish every single Saturday morning. And today's show, we have packed 10 hours of information into a four-hour broadcast. You're not going to want to miss a single minute. And, and the- none of it will drive your blood pressure. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Not one drop, not one point. At 10 o'clock hour, we're going to be bringing in our friends from ABC Glass and talking about new trends and things you can do with glass and mirrors in and about and around your house, Mr. Dennis Rusk. So that would be a great show. 9 o'clock, we're going to have open lines where you can call in and talk about anything you want. We've got a couple interviews we're going to run during that uh, session uh, revolving around a project that Romy's steering up for us so that's going to be great eight o'clock hour we've got mr peterson coming in talking urban orchards all right the seven o'clock hour we always go completely off the charts and invite anybody in that we want to talk to and occasionally we have to invite someone that i'm highly jealous of (laughs) and and it's like you know some of these people we get in you've heard me Tease, Wynn Holden, and Robert Steve from Arizona Highways. They don't have jobs. I mean, that isn't a job. Well, we've got someone else in here this morning who's, uh, I'd like her job. I would really like this job. We have Sue Black, Executive Director of the Arizona State Parks and Trails System. Thanks a million for coming in this morning. Thanks for having me on. It's a, it's a good time to do it. So thank you. I, I got all three of you here, too, today. That's, that's, we were anxious be, to be, be here with you. Yeah, yeah this will be fun. Yes, we've had Sue on before, but unfortunately, Jennifer and I were out actually on a road trip that time. We did listen to the entire program, and I looked at Jennifer and said, we got to have Sue back. And taking, so, taking your daughter to college. Tay, dropping her off at college, and we were listening to you as we drove through Monument Valley and Moab, Utah. Beautiful. But... Um, how, how, so tell me, how do you get your job? What, what do I have to do to start pining my way up the state park's ladder to when you retire, <laughs> I can just step right in? <laughs> I say it's a long and winding road. Uh, <laughs> faith and the thick skin. Um, actually, it's setting goals. When I was in college, I said, what in you know natural resource management, what have you? I said, what's the top job in the state? And they said, well, it would either be um, the head of the state parks or the head of the DNR. And I said, I want to be the state parks director. And then I, you know, bit by bit, you, I worked in as a parks director in small towns and then the county and then larger. Was and all that, that in Arizona? 
Um, it was in Arizona and in Wisconsin. It was back okay. and forth. I All was right. the chief of operations for Arizona State Parks in the mid-90s, and then I went back to uh, Wisconsin to be the um, state parks director there. Uh, and um, and then when Governor Ducey offered me the position to come back to the agency I had known so well. Got it. Because chief of operations, you know the properties. You're out there a lot. Um, the executive director is, you know, obviously a, a much different position. But there wasn't a learning curve with it. So a real honor to uh, to, to have this position. Well, so the school you're talking about attending and trying to develop your career path, where was that? Was that Wisconsin or was yeah, that Arizona? Yeah, I'm a, a Badger. You're a Badger. I'm a Badger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll say one thing about Badgers. I've only been to one ball game. Crazy. In Camp Randall. Madison. Mm -hmm. And it was Halloween weekend. Oh, ouch. And <laughs> they take Halloween oh. in Madison makes Mardi Gras in New Orleans look like child's play. <laughs> I have to concur. Y'all y'all take Halloween really serious yeah. in Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, it was it was uh there were some good years. So, yeah. But to be here and to be the executive director, you know, there's only 50 of these jobs in the country, right? And otherwise, you've got the head of the National Park Service and then the Secretary of Interior. So You're not leaving us, right? No. <laughs> well, anyways. Um, but they're, they're very, you know, again, it's a finite field. And when you go into it, you know that. So if you're a lawyer in a community and, it, you know, you leave a firm, you can go to another one or a hospital and a doctor, you know, however that works out. But there's one parks director. So... Uh, you know that going in. And so when you have the reins or when you're in charge of that agency, I think that's why I work so hard. And I think that's why, because you know you only have so many days to accomplish what needs to, what, what your vision is or what the, the vision of the community is. So, um, and what we've been able to do here in three years, um, super proud of it, really proud. Well, so you should be. <laughs> and that's the reason we brought you in. So that's the trail that got you into this position. And in the three years you've been here, y'all have taking, taken the Arizona state park system to the top of the mountain. Yeah, isn't that Congratulations. Talk, oh, ab talk about you. <laughs> talk about y'all's recent nice work. Um, award. Well, when the governor brought me in, that was the part of the conversation is, you know, do we have a similar vision of being the best in the country? Because I've always said if somebody just wants somebody to come in and maintain a system and that's good enough, I'm not your person because we're just going to frustrate each other. Right. So he, he was completely, of course, he wants to be the best in the country. And so the phone call after we had just won the gold medal was um, you did it. You said you were coming in to do it. So let, let me explain it a little bit. So between the 50 states, there's a, our, our state association, our, our national association, that it's a rigorous criteria that you have to apply for it. Um, and it takes about nine months for all the judges and everything to happen. And so we did it. Um, I knew we couldn't do it the first two years because we weren't there yet. You know, we had to institute all these changes and really turn the ship around, if you will. Um, but I knew that it, would, it was going to be in September of um, 2017 that that was, that was the goal date of, to win it. So we were in New Orleans, and you're in front of, oh, I don't know, 10,000 people or something mm -hmm. like that. And they say, and in the state parks category, you know, the finalists are, and we were up against Wyoming, Washington, and Tennessee. And, uh, and you're, I can't tell you what that feeling is like. 
and then um, and they say, and the winner is you know Arizona State Parks oh, and Trail. Yeah, yes. you're like it's surreal. You almost, the world just kind of <laughs> slows down for a second, yeah. you know, and you're like, we did it. And I I, I emphasize we because it took everybody. It took the all of the friends groups, all of the visitors, all of the staff, all of the partners. It, you know, this was this was you know the the governor's office, the Department of Administration, the state legislature. You know, all of the other agencies that helped us out. Um, so everybody should take pride in this uh, award for the state of Arizona. Well, congratulations! That's awesome because I, I tell you, I I think it's hard to beat Arizona for all its. Variety of outdoor exposure that you can have. It's a really different system to run, just given the the uh, vegetation elevation, you know, all of it. Um, but it, that's what makes it exciting as well. But one of the things that the judges, it's really not about like that you have the shiniest park system and everything's perfect. It's the management of it and what have you done lately? Like what when they look at where it was a couple of years ago, I think it's three years, and what what where it is now. Um, that that's where you see the benchmark and the changes. So that's and, what's pretty cool. And I, I'd like to just take a couple minutes and, and expound on that because what you took over was was a struggling system. And I don't want to get into the politics of it, but the Arizona State Legislature and the park system <clears throat> kind of had a standoff and, you know, funding was pulled and y'all were kind of left out on your own and right or wrong, I don't want to get into all that. But the fact of the matter is, it, it, when when the governor called you to the position, mm-hmm. uh, you're you're in a, a rebuilding scenario. Yeah, you yeah. know, I mean the the economy had started to come back, obviously, you know, because there was you know eight and nine, and I came in. Um, but at the end of the day, we really had to look at this as an enterprise model and as a as a truly running it like a business. And as the governor says, he wants to run things at the speed of business as the private sector does. Well, that's right up my alley because sometimes bureaucracy can drive you crazy, right? Um, but what we did is took uh, we get no general funds. So I think a lot of people think that you know we're we're on the tax levy and we're we're actually not. Um, our revenues were. Um, about the 13 million mark, and last year we almost hit 18 million. In three years. Yeah. You're up yeah. almost 50 percent. Well, whatever, whatever the math of that it's is. It's about 40 yeah. some percent. Yeah. Well, and the interesting thing is that each park property, they're actually getting those numbers back and they're tracking their visitation, their revenues, their occupancy rate. So, really taking each park manager and looking them at, as kind of a franchise model that they actually get that data so that they can um, run their their business, if you will. And then my job, I don't think that I'm at the top of the pyramid telling everybody I hate it when they use the, you know, people at the bottom. It's not like that. I look at my frontline people that they're the ones that are out there working every day with the customers. I'm way back here just trying to get them what they need to do to uh, make the experience for the visitor that much better. So, and it's a really, it's a mutual um, respect thing that those jobs that the park managers that they have out in the field, they're, I mean, seven days a week, 24 hours a day, you know, when you've got camping parks and the rest of it. So um, I can't say enough about our staff and what they've been doing um, out in the field to uh, to create that experience for the, for the visitor. And the international visitor, you know, that's one thing that, that Arizona has is such a draw, you know, worldwide that everybody wants to come here. So um, it's a really special park system, and I'm so proud and honored to be the one that um, – can manage it at this point. Awesome. We're here with Sue Black, Executive Director of the Arizona State Parks and Trail System, because 
Arizona just won a national award as being the best-run state park system in the entire nation. Good morning. Welcome back to Rosie on the House. Here visiting with our own Arizona State Parks and Trail System Executive Director Sue Black here recently returning from New Orleans where she received an award for being the best-run state park system in all of the country. And we were talking a little bit about the growth curve she's experienced since she's been here three years ago. Governor Ducey called her to the position, and uh, we've had about a 40% growth in revenue. And I want to talk— Does that mean that that many more people were at the park? I mean, we just— um, we wanted to, to surpass 3 million visitors, and we were about 60,000 people short of that. So I'm challenging everybody for this year to, okay. to watch that number to see if we can have more than 3 million people uh, visit your state parks. So well, I mean, we'll help you. And you've got, you've got such a variety of state parks. What are you up to now, about 30? Yeah, there's well, it depends right. on which ones are in the works because we're opening four new state parks right now. So, okay, yeah, I, so, I can't keep up. So with y'all. thirty-five. I, let's say we're shooting for forty. Okay, and where's Rock and River? Uh, Camp Verde. So okay. just go right up the hill and take a right. Okay. Yeah, and it's it's it, on the beautiful Verde River Greenway. It was purchased in two thousand and nine and hasn't been open to the public. And I didn't think that that was. I, we needed to get the, it's so gorgeous the public needs to get in there is it to, it's not quite ready yet is it or no, is it no okay. we just got the appropriation again those are our park revenues that we get reappropriated back to us so we're putting four million dollars into the property so the real draw is going to be um you know you've got the mountains and the forest service property um uh, and the and the river and it it's nestled right between the two of those and it's it's absolutely gorgeous. Right now there's horses on the property. We're going to have camping there, uh, group campsites, and then obviously the river and uh, uh, those activities will will be a draw as well. Well, you were talking about your position as leader being more of a servant <coughs> leader model, uh, and you've brought a free enterprise entrepreneurial model to the state park system. Are you free to share with everybody just kind of like your one little model uh, with CAVCO? <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Um, so right now, the state of Arizona, we only have 1,500 campsites and we have 30 cabins. Um, given everybody, you know, our, our visitation and, and the draw to, like you said, how beautiful Arizona is, um, we just finished our strategic plan and it calls for um, 3,000 campsites and 300. Double. Yeah. And, and the, double and, the it, campsites. And, is, and, you know, 200, 300 uh, cabins. So, Up from 30. Up from 30, yeah, because you look at the <laughs> occupancy rate on those. And if you're not going to stay, if you don't have an RV and you don't want to stay in a tent, and you're visiting Arizona, what are your other options besides the resorts and what have you? So to put these cabins in, I think it's really going to open up a new demographic of people that are going to be able to come and 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 stay in the outdoors and have those experiences. So we didn't have the revenue to do it. So I went out for an RFP and asked if there was a company that would want to partner with us. Well, um, through all the procurement process, CAVCO uh, won the award. And what they're doing is they're putting uh, the money in to put 100 of the cabins um, into the state park system. And they're located right here in Arizona, which is great for all the jobs are right here. Yeah, it's it's great. And um, 
So what's going to happen is we're going to do a revenue share with them. So as the revenues come in, we're going to split the revenues till I basically pay off, pay them, pay the uh, price of those back. And on a 50% occupancy rate, we should pay them back within six years. And then the state parks will receive 100% of the revenues. And then I'll probably say, hey, let's do that again. Well, not only, (laughs) go ahead, babe. Um, So of the 30 now, are they, do they stay booked? Yeah, if you mm-hmm. want to do that, you have yeah. to you have to plan ahead and go to the website. And yep. is that yeah. is that where you make the reservations? Yeah, you can go to yeah, just go to our website and um, it's right on there. Make a reservation and go to the cabins. Right now, we've got cabins at um, Karchner, Dead Horse, uh, Lyman Lake, but the new ones are going to be at, at Lost Dutchman, Patagonia, Lake Havasu. We're going to have them all over the system. It's going to be really cool. What's the time frame on those? The hundred? It can't, it can't yeah. happen quick enough. Oh. <laughs> you know, right now we're doing all the site prep. So you got a stub in the utilities um, all the and, and all that. And then they're starting to come off the line. So actually Monday I'm going over to Cavco and I'm going to see one of the first of them in production. So that's that's going to be exciting to see see that. I'm also making the cabins dry. So everybody that there's going to be no plumbing to them. So we'll have the restroom shower building that's you know built for that type of usage. But for long-term maintenance, I didn't want to have to deal with replacing hot water heaters and sinks and all that type of thing you're camping and then you, you can you can go over there and take your shower and come back so i think for the long-term maintenance costs that that that'll be the right thing to do and you're putting these available nightly at, a, at about what rate well it, it's so funny because everybody talks about the high rate and the low rate we have a range um and a lot of the times when you're talking about what your occupancy rate is on the 4th of July, well, that's an easy sell. But who's going to take that Tuesday in January? And that's where I think the low end comes in, that you price them right, that they're on sale, that people will go, oh, wow, let's go oh. out there, right? And even t- the proximity to, say, um, to the Phoenix metro area to be able to go out to Lost Dutchman, yeah. you know, right you know, right at Apache Junction, I think that's going to be... Uh, That'll be a. We're going to look at the occupancy rate. So when we started looking at where we were going to put the cabins, I'm looking at the site design. I'm like, well, this one over here, that's that's the one you're going to take. If you, I'm like, I want all of them to be that desirable. And don't awesome. put it in if it's not going to be one that you're going to want to stay in. Awesome, fantastic! What a great vision. We're here with Sue Black, Executive Director of the Arizona State Parks and Trail System. We'll be talking more about exploring some of the parks that you may not be aware of and some of the new parks. Four new parks coming up online here imminently. I can't even keep track of all of them anymore. And welcome back to Rosie on the House. We're visiting this morning with a high-ranking official from the state of Arizona. Executive Director of the Arizona State Parks and Trail System, Sue Black. Sue, thanks a million for coming in. We really appreciate it. Yeah, but you can stop with that high-ranking thing. <laughs> high-ranking. Yeah, no, she's I, I got my jeans and you know my chucks on. You know yeah, what? She's very when generous. You, when, you, when you quarterback the winning Super Bowl team like yeah. you just did, yeah. you become a free agent. Right? <laughs> Let's not go there. I like Arizona. I like okay. it right here. And Sue's very generous of sharing her accomplishments with the with the whole team. Yeah. Oh, well, speaking yeah. of compliments, guys, I just got a caller on the line. Great. His name is How Rick. Are you? Hey, 
Hey, I'm doing great. Good Thanks. morning, How dear. Are you doing? Good, 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 good. So All the phones right. are ringing for Sue. Yep, phones are ringing for Sue with a huge compliment. Um, Rick out of Phoenix said that one of his family's biggest concerns is going to be the cleanliness of of those bathrooms out there. Well, they went to Dead Horse Ranch State Park. They stayed with their whole family, and they had the absolute best experience, and they said the bathrooms were immaculate. Oh, good. <laughs> Impeccable. So yeah. he just wanted to say big thank you to Sue. Excellent. You know, I, like I said, our team just really takes pride in their properties, and I think it shows. So I'm, I'm thank, thanks for calling in, and, uh, yeah, hopefully we'll, we'll get more like that. Dead Horse has come a long way mm-hmm. in the last 10 years. Yeah. A long way. Well, and if you really look at the corridor, Dead Horse takes you all the way through the That's Verde right. River Greenway down to Rock and River Ranch State Park. So that'll be this whole connector that we're going to put those pieces together. Can we just describe those cabins a little bit? They really are unique. So you you said they're dry and the bathrooms are in a separate building. Mm -hmm. But and so you have this shell. Mm -hmm. And I was surprised that you told me they're heated and cooled for the off seasons. Yeah, there's going to be um, air conditioning and heating. And we went with the high end units just to make sure that for again, for long term maintenance, but also that when it is uh, hot in the evening that you can turn the air conditioning on, which I think uh, or in the middle of the day that the uh, the families will make it. It'll make it that much more enjoyable. This and they have beds. I just want to finish That's yeah. right. what it looks like on the inside. They have beds. Right, so the beds and mattresses, but you'll have to bring your own um, bedding, so your pillow, your, your sheets or what have you. But, again, you're still camping, but what an experience to be able to just have a few of these things that you're going to have to bring out with you. Then you can... Like we said, the, the new demographic that's going to be able to try this outdoor world. Right. And mm-hmm. so for cooking, then, you're outside on the, you have some fire pits out front. Yep. Mm-hmm. And you could bring your propane stove if you wanted or however, maybe a Dutch oven and throw it on there. So right. I just right. want people to know what to expect. That's really, it's yep. unique. Is, is there power in yep. the cabins? Yeah, absolutely. So but awesome. a Wi-Fi jammer. No, yes, no <laughs> Wi-Fi allowed. Yeah, yeah. But data well, jammer. No, that's a that's a really good question. You know, because right now that connectivity that everybody wants, even when I go up to a certain park and I can't connect, um, I'm like, how could somebody stay here for a week? You know, I can I wonderfully. Can throw, we, <laughs> I, okay, there's differences of opinion there. So we're looking into uh, how how we can facilitate that. You know, some of our parks are becoming more urban, for instance, and you've got Catalina down in Tucson. You know, it's right there, so. Uh, that's really not an issue. But at the same time, when you're further out, um, we need to look at, uh, c- at being able to uh, provide that service. Well, as parents, though, the, the charm of camping is getting them is, away from Yes, it. that you have your kids looking at you and talking to you and playing games and stuff. So, uh, And it, it's yeah. kind of nice for you just to say, hey, sorry, there is none. Yeah. It's a lot easier yeah, than not, saying Not an option. Yeah, right. Not, I'll keep that in mind yes, as well. There should be some... Yeah. Some that don't have sorry, honey, we couldn't afford one with that. You know. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you can see an image of the typical cabin at the Arizona State Parks website, azstateparks.com. There's a tab there about cabins, and you just click on it and gives you an idea of, of what you're going to be walking into. We're at 30. Sue's intent is short-term, mid-term goal is to reach that to 100. Mm-hmm. And you even you even ran up. I think I heard 200. Well, it depends on the growth of the system and which yeah. new state parks. Again, I want to make sure that that uh, experience and that ambiance, uh, that it, it it has to remain. That That's paramount is resource protection. What I'm excited about, what these cabins are going to do is give a urban family an easy way and, a, and an affordable way to go experience the outdoors. 
without have if you've never gone camping, uh, all the stuff you need to bring. And where do you go? The Control Road, Colcord Road, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Lake Mary, uh, Anderson Mesa, Yellow Jacket Mesa. And, and then where do you throw down the tent? How do you, do you how do you set up the fire ring? How do you do the cooking over? You know, there's a lot of people who are just intimidated by all that. Well, I, I also think that a big thing is uh, passing on the, the outdoor ethic, if you will, to, to the next generation. Yes. Because if we don't do that, who's going to take care of this and who's going to, you know, because we're not going to be here. So that's a big part of it is taking those uh, younger generations and having that um, uh, ethic instilled in them and uh, respecting the land. Our youngest daughter had friends who had never even had a campfire. Yeah. So we had them over to the house and built a big fire and taught them how to make s'mores. But they had they had never really been Isn't that like something? Because we all grew up with it so much. And that's why I say I think uh, bridging this gap and, and making it uh, an experience that I, I wouldn't be the same person if I hadn't had those experiences as a kid, you know? Yeah. Arizona State Parks and Trails. Check out their website, azstateparks.com. Gives you a great example of what these cabins can be and look like. But we're not only talking about cabins, we're talking about doubling the campsites. Mm-hmm. And in that, your vision is to accommodate a lot of the RVs that are going to go yeah. out on the road? Well, and I think the way that we design campsites are, uh, in the old days, the way they did it, I've got some new visions. And in our research, 74% of our visitors want to camp as a group. So they come in and, and they get on the reservation system and they try to get all their sites together. Well, they can only get two over here and one over there. And, and uh, so why wouldn't we just design them as a group camp and then they can all uh, camp together? Okay. And then that solves some, some of the other issues. But if you look at the RV industry, they're going to sell over um, about a half a million uh, new RVs this year. And then next year, another. Where are they going to go? You know, <laughs> I mean, it's really a trend. Our business is going up, and we need to be able to respond to that. And given the <laughs> amount of open space that Arizona has, I think there's a real opportunity for for tourism um, uh, and the rest of it. So, um, I, I also thought, and I don't know if this is appropriate, but when I'm watching the World Series and Camping World is the main sponsor. <laughs> I mean, but think about it. Camping World was not the main sponsor years ago. So just put that in. I, anyways, our industry is going up. I, when I met Jennifer, she worked at Yellowfront. Do you remember Yellowfront? It was I, the original. I don't think Sue was here yet. Yellowfront was, was the original Wisconsin. World. It was actually the original Walmart. It was a little yeah. little bitty store. <laughs> it had, um, you know, sports equipment. It had camping it, equipment. You could, all you the could get your fishing stuff. license all there. The stuff. A little yeah. bit of clothing. A little bit of hardware. Bob Hirsch wrote, kind of a, wrote the Yellowfront Journal. That's where I met Mr. Yellowfront. Then yes. it was Popular Outdoor Surplus, yes. and then yeah. Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's and. That's the closest I had been outside. And it's big business. Sports warehouse, yeah. And we talk about how fortunate we are in Arizona. We, all of our kids grew up under a tent, under the stars, Mm -hmm. learning how to build fires, learning how to navigate. Learning how to get lost and found. We only only lost, I think we lost one child one time for about four hours. (laughs) That was he, not we. I didn't know about it until like this year. I'm not getting into that. But we found found him. Is that a Brady Bunch episode yeah. that I remember seeing years ago? All, all my kids were taught how to find north. And I said, if we ever get separated, I'll know where I last saw you. Go north and don't change direction until you hit a road. Even if it's 15 miles, just go north. As soon as you can narrow down, 
where you have to look for them. Right. You've just de- decreased your search time Correct. exponentially. So yeah. just go north. So we, we found him. He, he had just gotten farther than I thought he was going to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be prepared. You, you got all the way to 2112? Wow. Okay. So anyway, we found him. But our <laughs> daughter, Julia, now You take... hike faster in fear. <laughs> I've had the same picture. <laughs> This was Romy's little brother. Uh, so we raise all the kids in the That's great funny. outdoors where you just drive down virtually any road in Arizona and you can find a place to throw down your campsite. Right. She moves to Minnesota. Yeah, so Julia has this great idea. She misses being outside. And, hey, you know, this is a beautiful place. Let's go find some new places. Her husband never camped. So she did all the cooking, all the packing, crammed three kids in a big black lab into their four-wheel drive. And she had done her homework, she felt. She researched like she would have done here at home, looked at the maps, here's the roads, takes off. And the place she'd chosen was about four hours north. Mm, All the kids, okay, we're almost there, almost there. Pull off on the road, and it had closed. It wasn't kept current. They spent a couple hours looking for a spot. The timber was so thick, (coughs) you you had to clear an area. You needed a chainsaw, and and (laughs) you needed to clear an area just to put your sleeping bag down. So long story short, 10 o'clock at night, uh, the whole family's (laughs) furious, and they're checking into motel. (laughs) It all went super. (laughs) Well, You'd mentioned the open space, and that's such a big thing for me in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Our family... Dad's side is all from Louisiana, and down there, so much of it's private land. Now, our little corner, it works out good because all the relatives are in a fairly <laughs> big, I mean, you got like a 10 square mile roadmap you can play, but outside of that, you, know, you don't know the farmers, you don't know whose land it is, you don't know who's going to call you out on trespassing, who's, where you're going to get in trouble. Man, there's hardly anywhere in Arizona you can't just go find a spot and pitch a tent. Yeah. Or ride your horse. Well, and that, that's the beauty of it. And we work very closely with the state land department. Lisa Atkins is the commissioner over there, and I think the relationship between state parks and state land just couldn't be better. We also work with the Forest Service and BLM. So uh, the new offices we just put up on Pinnacle Peak, um, I don't call it the state parks office. It's the um, Outdoor Recreation Info Center. So when anybody comes in, I don't want to say, oh, no, that's the national parks. Oh, no, that's state land. Yeah. Oh, no, that's. So we're there to answer all your questions for that's... Any, any outdoor And tell questions. me where that is again, Sue? It's on Pinnacle Peak in 17. So as you're going north, you just take a right. There's a. It's just okay. Pinnacle Peak in 17. Yeah, it's right on the east side of the highway. All right. So. Now, we call this everyone's happy place. But I can't bring you in, given the attention one particular state park is getting just right now, yeah. without talking about it. Are we going to be able to talk about this with nobody crying? Are we good? I'm going to listen. <laughs> My heart's already pounding. Yeah. yeah. I've actually hiked it, though. Yeah. Oh, you did? Yes. The Granite Mountain Hot Shots Memorial State Park. Yeah. I'm having eye contact with, <laughs> with Gary. Gary. Yeah. yeah, that, Gary that hiked it. Because if you hiked it and you have that, you, you know what you're talking about. So um, it's, it's it, sacred ground. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's, it's sacred ground. Oh, I mean, wow. it, it is a really heart rending hike. Yeah. And you've just done something to make it easier for people to get to it. 
Well, one of the, the the thing is is to the families and everyone that helped put the design of this park together. Um, you know, my I, my thanks goes out to them, and uh, it was a project that I wish we never had to work on. Arizona's first memorial state park, but obviously in Yarnell, and now the movie's out with you know um, only the brave. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's on the but, list. Yeah, there's just so much to talk about, and some of it's hard and awkward at at best, but I'm just so glad that I I think we got it right. Uh, Once you hike the trail, you come out a different person. You do. Much more reverence for for what happened and uh, the professionalism and uh, just the guys and what they they do out there. Um, But now we have a shuttle. There's a 15-car parking lot, and given the movie and and, and now that the weather's changing, (laughs) more people hiking. And if it's full... You can't turn around. Yeah, you got to go going back. all the way down to the bottom <laughs> you of the gotta hill. You got to go back down all the, the hill way and back, back up. up. So we're, you can go to gonna, the. We're going to come back and talk more. Oh, we'll finish. We're okay. going right. to okay. finish up on the Granite Mountain Hotshot Memorial State Park. Just truly, uh, the first memorial state park. Truly, hopefully a, the last. A, a mm-hmm. life-changing trail. Beautiful day in the park. Right, that's what this song says, right? Very good. Right, right. Saturday Gary, in the park. Ch- Saturday in the park. Okay. Very good. Beautiful Saturday in the park. At Rosie on the House with Sue Black, Executive Director of the Arizona State Parks and Trails, recent recipient of the Grand Award for being the best-run state parks and trail system in the entire country. Down And New Orleans is a fun place to go receive that award. <laughs> good place to eat. <laughs> Carry on. Yeah, all right. <laughs> very good. Very Okay, we were talking about the Granite Mountain Hotshot Memorial State Park, which is your latest one, and you have four more coming up online now, but it's certainly one of your more significant state parks. Well, I, if the only thing that I, in the, the years that I've been here and going to be here is to finish this park, it, it would have been my whole career into this because... It was so unique and so special, and so we had to get it done. You know, when I first came in, and uh, I was like, how are we going to raise the money? We can't be doing bake sales for 10 years. We've got to figure this out. And it was really APS and Don Brandt and the foundation at APS that put the money into it. So without them and the, you know, everybody else's... uh, input into to building the park but without that it wouldn't have happened and you know dot in the uh, parking lot and and what have you so everybody was in this but um to have a place for decades to honor uh these guys it, it's it'll be there forever you that's know that's awesome yeah, yeah. well let, let's take a tour through the state let, okay. let i'm gonna just throw names of state parks out and okay. you just give us a 30 second description of what you're gonna see okay I, I think one that I've enjoyed and have only recently visited, but I've enjoyed almost as much as any state park in the entire state, is the Tubac Presidio. Arizona's first state park. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, it's interesting because when uh, the parks were all going to close, uh, a lot of these smaller communities had said, no, we can't close these parks because they know the economic impact that we that we bring to the community. So there's a group of people, uh, Shaw Kinsley, he's no longer with us. He passed away a couple months ago, but he really stepped up and ran that park and kept it going. Since then, we've put a new roof on, new air conditioning. We've put a lot into the infrastructure because it is the historic state park. But if you're going to Tubac, it's a cutest little town that you can go in all the art and all the food and go back and see the state park and really 
really see some really cool history. Yeah, I don't think people realize that river was really the major highway yeah. into Arizona yeah. for mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds. That's how the majority of white Europeans right. entered Arizona. That's what I mean. If, if you just have to go down there and just take a tour, and the displays are amazing when you look at it. They've done a really good job they with have. it. And, and we've added some new displays. Shaw puts a few new things in there and, and what have you. And he just won a national award. He's no longer with us, but um, for, for his contribution um, to that park. From Tubac, let's go up to Picacho. Well, you got to love Picacho Peak. Um, you know, it's just an iconic spot. Um, Again, if we could put some of the cabins in there, just in the summer it gets so warm. But in the winter and in the spring, the when the poppies are all out, yeah. you know, we're going to have to see what happens with that. And you're interested in taking the night the night hike up well, there. I thought it might be easier than the daytime when, with the swooning views as you're hanging off the side. But yeah, <laughs> you got to go if you if you love to hike it, you know, and you go around the back mm-hmm. of the Picacho Peak and you go and, and you feel like. It's a it, great it, hike. It's really just it's rises really right wonderful. out of the desert. I like talked a about cone. how much right. I really, really like the Tubac Presidio, right. Right. but we've recently been to Hamalavi. Right. What a great park. Yeah, it really is. Off of Highway 40, as you're coming in, um, it's to the east of um, of Flagstaff. Again, so much of the uh, history of the tribes and everything that's happened. Plus, there's camping up there as well. So you should take that in. Right there on the Little Colorado, Sue Black. Executive director for the award-winning number one you rated. You got to ask state me about the West Coast. You got to ask me about <laughs> well, the, uh, whole on the river, Colorado the, the whole River. river if you haven't been over there, you got to go to the Colorado. Cattail Cove won uh, Team of the Year this year. We're opening up Havasu Riviera. That's a public-private partnership. It's yes. going to be an amazing park. We're putting a lot of uh, infrastructure into uh, 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 Lake Havasu State Park. Buckskin, you got to go over there. Yuma Territorial. Quartermaster Depot, we just yes. re- renamed it the Colorado River State Park. So, yeah, th- that's another great partnership. Well, we, we, we don't anticipate this being your last visit to Rosie on the House. Can we just keep going? Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'd, I'd encourage everybody to get on Facebook, Twitter, follow us. If you've got uh, comments, suggestions, that's something you want to see us doing, you know, I'd remind everybody, these aren't my state parks. They're our state parks. Absolutely awesome. Folks, a great opportunity for you to experience these state parks would be with the Sanderson Ford Arizona Staycation. You can only register to win it one place. That's at rosieonthehouse.com. We pick a winner every single month. You get to go to Sanderson Ford. They've got a corner of their 64 acres is what they call their demo stable, the cars that they have out on the road for you to demo. And you pick whatever car you want and where you want to go, and Jennifer puts a gas card on the dashboard with a gift basket from Soretta Candies, Arizona Highways, Sibley's. Sphinx Date Ranch. Sphinx Date Ranch. You get to go wherever you want to go. We can set you up in one of the cabins at the state park. It is a great way to get out and see Arizona. Thank you, Sanderson Ford, for sponsoring the Rosie on the House Arizona Staycation. And I brought you a gift. Gifts. Yeah, I brought she comes gift. bearing the gifts. Last, the last time I was here, I gave uh, 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 a, uh, a hat. All right. Bayside, American-made hats. Yeah, they're all American-made hats. So that's the gold medal that's that says it. best in the U.S. just for you. Again, Thank uh, you very absolutely. much. Absolutely. Wear it with pride.